As a child. So I've got a tale for you. Something that might make you rethink the way you look at eggs. Something that also might make you feel afraid of tight spaces like it made me feel way back when I was a young kid in the 90s. So I had this one memory where I was visiting my grandmother for the weekend one time. And I remember watching Nickelodeon on a, like a small about 12 inch tv on like a small table in a split level room of her house her house was a little bit older like around the 60s 70s that's when it was built and i just remember like the carpet being like a very very dark like dark chocolate colored burnt sienna dense carpet it just looked like a black hole when you stared at it from you know the main hallway and i had a blanket on over my head because i was just getting all nice and cozy, um, waiting for my lunch to be made as my grandmother was cooking in the kitchen. And while I was waiting for like the next show to come on, because I was watching, you know, Nicktoons at the time, I remember this one strange animated short that popped up out of nowhere in between like the shows as I was going through the commercials. And it was very bizarre because it didn't look like anything I'd ever seen on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. It was very simplistic, very like wavy lines. Um, and it just involved this guy who was like, he was kind of round. He had a yellow shirt on and he had a tall white head. And this was a short that I later found out to be called The Killing of an Egg by Paul Dreesen, which was actually first filmed in 1977, but for some reason made its way onto Nickelodeon, probably because it was an animated short. Uh, and they didn't think much about it on putting it on the air. But I feel like they should have because what would happen over the next two and a half minutes would traumatize me for quite some time. And the, what, what basically happens is the, the short starts out where, you know, there's this guy, as I mentioned before, he's, he's praying and then he's sitting at a table, you know, pops out a spoon as he's about to eat a hard boiled egg. Nothing out of the ordinary, right? But things get really strange once he taps on it. So he taps the shell a little bit a few times, and as he does that, uh, it's almost like he hears a response that's like somewhere in the distance that we can't really tell because of the way it's framed. Like we only see this yellow wall behind him and he's yellow and he's on this white table. So we have no frame of reference for the space that he's in. And neither did I when I watched it back then. So, you know, I hear this tapping and I start to get a little bit nervous because it's, it just stands out against the silence, like way more than any type of noise, almost like in a haunting echoey type of way. And the guy who's at the table says, hey, who is it? In this weird little Italian accent, but there's no reply. And so, you know, it pauses for a while and then he taps once again, continuing to eat his egg or break open the shell. And then yet again, he hears the same tap somewhere around him, repeat that. So we definitely know someone's around him, but we don't know who or where they are. 
And that, that for a three-year-old, that gets pretty freaky. It's not your run-of-the-mill, like, cartoon like Doug, where you just see characters walk around interacting with each other. It's just this solitary guy eating an egg and weird things are happening and you can't see them. It's honestly nightmare fuel. And, but, but this, at the same time, I couldn't look away. For some reason, even if I couldn't really conceptualize what was going on, my eyes were just glued to the, to the TV screen. I couldn't look away. It had like a hypnotic spell over me in this small split level room that had like a low ceiling and I was just all by myself in the house, you know, aside from my grandma in the kitchen. And what happened is it starts to take a really dark turn really quick. And the guy, when he like didn't hear a proper response from who was tapping like around him, he just started like tapping more and more and more on the egg. And then he starts to hear like screams like, hey, cut that out or something to that extent. And he just like starts getting to the point where he's like tapping it harder and harder and harder and harder. And pretty soon he's just like mashing it with his fist until, you know, he hears these screams like, ah, no, don't do that. And then it fades out to nothing. And it freaks me out to think that there's something alive in that egg that he just brutally murdered me out of curiosity or maybe just in retaliation of like, making the sound go away, kind of like in Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart, where the beating heart drives the guy mad in the story. But that's another another thing altogether. And it, it really unnerved me to witness this while I was just waiting in between cartoon shows at the time. And it gets even more intense, believe it or not, from there. So after he does that, you know, we don't hear any more sound for a while. His egg is pulverized right in front of him. He's kind of has a sinister grin on his face. We, we start to see some cracks happening around him on the walls. And that, that happens just moments after he hears more tapping again. He goes outside, you know, checks to see if anyone's out there, but no one's there. Goes back, and as he's coming back from the outside, you know, more and more cracks show up on his walls and we get a better sense of the space that he's in. And then all of a sudden, you know, this like rim of a giant spoon shows up, bursts through the, his ceiling. And then before you know it, it just like collapses on him and like really gets you all claustrophobic and pushes him toward the bottom of the, of the frame and just fade out. And like the, the egg, the, the character living inside the egg, apparently, he suffered the same fate in a, in a twist of karma. And as a three-year-old, that scared the shit out of me. Like, like you wouldn't even believe because I had a blanket on my head at the time while I was watching that and I could just feel the claustrophobia being washed over me as I was glued to the television like a foot away. And I just felt like I was that guy in the egg that was about to be killed because I heard all this traumatic tapping that was like caving in on me. And all I could think about at the time was just scream bloody murder, ah! you know, burst right out of that, that blanket, run up the stairs, go to the kitchen and just tug on my grandmother's dress or apron and be like, grandma, grandma, you know, someone's trying to collapse the house. You have to help me. It was on TV. I saw it. But, you know, my grandmother, she had no idea what I was talking about. She was just in the middle of cooking some sort of fried chicken dish with green beans. You know, she was more tuned into, like, the, the, the bubbly hum of her frying pan than my plea. 
And she just kind of brushed me off and looked over and said, you're probably imagining things. Don't, don't let cartoons get to your head because, you know, I was a three-year-old with an overactive imagination, so she wasn't totally wrong. But at the same time, I wish she'd listened to me and actually saw what I saw because honestly, I think it's pretty unnerving even today. And she, she kind of just dismissed as like something that I might have heard maybe above the ceiling because my sister is around too. She could have been tapping on something in the bedroom above. So I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. But where things got really strange, really strange, was that night when I was laying in bed next to my grandmother. It was around like 2, 2.15, 2.30 a.m. You know, every, you know, that time of night where you can kind of still see things, but it all has this weird bluish black and white hue, uh, kind of fuzzy. <laughs> and I remember getting up because I couldn't sleep. I just, I, I think her snoring woke me up, but I definitely could not sleep. I was uncomfortable that, that what I saw on TV that day just really lingered in the back of my head, just hanging in there with that crunching and the tapping. And so I felt if I got up to get a drink of water, maybe that'd help me calm my nerves and I can go back to sleep before my mom picked me up tomorrow, you know, the day after. And as I was gently walking towards that long dark hallway down the stairs, those creaky stairs in her old house, I began to hear the tapping. And I don't know where it came from, but I heard it around me. Maybe it was in the walls, maybe it was in the ceiling, it was underneath me, but it was almost like I was reliving what that, that egg yolk guy that I saw on the killing of an egg in that very moment. Somehow a, a piece of its soul like absorbed into me uh, as a result of this initial unexpected encounter. And I, I was a little nervous, but I tried to like keep calm as I was going through this hallway. You know, just continue down, get my glass of water, drink it, go back up. But it didn't go away. It actually kept happening, the tapping, and it kept intensifying. And by the time I got to my water, I, I was just quickly trying to turn it on, get a gulp and get out. And I noticed, you know, I, I started hearing the cracking like in the walls. It's almost like the walls are like peeling apart. And it was wild. Like what was happening here? Was this a dream or what did it actually happen? And so I just, all I could think of was just rushing back up as fast as I can, trying not to think about it, keeping my head down, going back through that long hallway back, you know, at the end where her bedroom was and go back in bed. And as soon as I got there, you know, I didn't even have a chance to catch my breath. I looked out the window by the side of her bed and you wouldn't believe what I saw. <laughs> I saw above her backyard pool, a giant silver spoon. Yes, a giant silver spoon held by a hand coming from God knows where, and it was tapping on the roof, like just trying to crack it open like that egg. And I screamed again, like I did earlier that day. Ah, someone's trying to break into the house. He's cracking the roof. Help me, Grandma. Come on, get up, get up, get up. And, you know, I tried my hardest to just push her, you know, do something, beat her up to wake her up. Cause I was, I was, my heart was jumping out of my chest. I don't know if I was gonna like have a heart attack at that moment. And when she rolled over finally, 
And she's like, Brett, what is, what is it? Calm down, calm down, tell me what's going on. You know, I point out the window and we both looked out the window together. But the, it wasn't there. The spoon wasn't there anymore and the crack, the crackling and the tapping stopped. So what happened? Was I like in another alternate universe for those, you know, those few minutes at the dead of night? Did I imagine it? And I just woke up sleeping next to my grandma? I don't really know to this day. All I know is that for at least about a year, maybe even two years as a kid, until I got into elementary school and my, my grandfather on my dad's side started making my eggs, I was afraid to look at eggs for a while because all I could associate with seeing any type of egg was that tapping and that awful, dreadful crackling and just the screams of that egg yolk guy being crushed by his own fate. And that kind of weighs on you. That's heavy as a young child. Like, you don't even know how to conceptualize stories like that that are a little more abstract and explore concepts like karma or retribution or even claustrophobia to that extent with like no words being spoken other than just hey who is it you know like a, a cruel knock-knock joke so you know for a while after that trauma eventually it subsided i forgot about it until about like mid-2010s and I, I remember like driving home from work with my dad. We were like listening to our favorite radio rock station together. And all of a sudden, you know, the DJ that we're used to hearing, he mentions out of the blue, like, hey guys, do you remember Killing of the Egg? That was a short that really fucked me up as a child. You should check it out if you haven't already. And it was just like someone op opened the vault and let all the ghosts out again, like Pandora's box. Immediately I... I sunk into that moment and just got all wide-eyed in that car with my dad. And I started to have a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> Lo and behold, I ended up eventually watching it on YouTube again. And there it was. The same exact short that I saw way back in 1991. Waiting for Rugrats to show up on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and... Uh, Luckily, luckily it didn't bother me as much this time because I understood what was happening. You know, I have a film degree. I could understand like the symbolism going on and the, and, you know, all the other themes and concepts. So luckily, you know, just seeing it one more time kind of laid my trauma to rest. Uh, but I'll never forget that day, that, that weekend at my grandmother's when I was three years old in 1991, when I was just traumatized out of the blue, blindsided, didn't expect it coming, you know, wedged between Doug and Rugrats waiting for some cartoons. It's funny how things like that affect you, don't it? You know, just random occurrences that you can't really explain. And yet, they kind of stick with you. So, that's my tale for tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've seen Killing of the Egg, definitely let me know, you know, in the comments or at spotattack2021 at gmail.com what you think about the shorts. Um, you know, if you haven't watched it, I urge you to go watch it on YouTube. It is there. It's free. Check it out. And then let me know what you think about it, if it still holds up today or if it was probably just scarier back then and I was imagining things. Um, 
love to hear your thoughts on it and how it affects other people out there in the world. I do know for a fact that I have read some comments when I went to go back and watch it initially that other people were equally scared, but I'd always love to hear some fresh perspectives on that. So that's my tale. That's another nightmare as a child that I've survived from the vault. All right, guys, I'm going to head out, but uh, definitely tune in next time for another one that I pull out of here. And it's a doozy. I know which one I'm going to do. And uh, let's just say that it involves two words, <laughs> bookish babysitter. And if you watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, you know what exactly what I'm going to talk about. But if not, you're in for a treat. Uh, so with that being said, wait a minute. Is that the tapping again? Oh no, it's coming back. I gotta get out of here before this apartment closes in on me. Just a minute, I'm a coming. Hello, hello.